0: Well, for the past four plus decades, the past 40 years, one of the many... Ministries that CFA has been blessed to launch and be a part of is our Christian school, our academy on a weekly basis, over 700 students ministering to over 500 families. And that doesn't just happen. That's the power of God and the power of God working through a lot of good teachers and administrators and leaders. And so I am so thankful to have our head of school, my good friend and an amazing preacher. Come on, y'all give it up up for Mr. Canador. Hey, elbow, elbow, elbow. There There we go. go. (laughs) Elbow. Remember the bump? Remember back in the day when people did the bump? We can do that now. No, we can't. Okay. So good to see you. So good to be in in the house of God. We're getting ready for school. Thank you for those prayers, Wesley. We need it. You know, since the the kickoff from about two weeks ago, uh, Concord Academy got over 200 new applications. And, uh, and that's from three families. And it, but uh, So you pray for us that God would help us put all, everything together that we need to for a phenomenal year as we continue to educate with excellence, love Jesus, and change the world. Amen? So let's think about, I want to talk to you today about, a, the title of my message is Nuggets, Nudges, and the New Norm. And so just, I want you to think with me about some of the nuggets that have come down from you. When you're thinking about nuggets, things that were dropped into uh, your life by parents, by, by Winnie the Pooh, I mean, by, you know, by whatever, you know, I mean, I mean, how about stop and smell the roses, right? How many have heard that? Well, stop! and smell the roses. So that's a nugget of truth. You slow life down, you smell the roses, you appreciate what you have. Okay, someone else says, be where you're needed. Right, that's a good one, isn't it? Be where you're needed. I got one of my kids out of town. He's got a 125-pound blue tick hound, so I had to go take care of him the other morning, and he blew through his, you know, the, the electric thing that we put on our grandkids, you know what I mean a, he he blew, he blew through that, and he wouldn't come back in. And I'm trying to get him back in. He's howling. That, I had to pick up that horse, I had to take his collar off, you know what I mean? I wanted to put it on his tail, but I, I, I took his collars off to him, carried him out, and he's my best friend, you know what I mean? So I'm walking a little, you know, be where you're needed. Next time, I'm going to tell my son, find someone else that needs to take care of your dog. You know what I mean? But uh, old copper. How about this one? Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. How many of you is that? That's a good one, right? That's, especially if you want to grill. Uh, I like this one here. Uh, yeah, I was mowing along as a kid one time, and, and uh, Mr. DeFranceschi next door, you know, I was taking a lot of time horsing around my friends, and he goes, hey, Frankie, you chase the two rabbits, you catch a neither. Okay nugget of truth. Pay attention to the tension. That's good. I wish my wife did that the other day. I'm sorry she's here, but I'm going to share a story about my lovely wife. So we we bought this Sea-Doo Speedster for for, uh, uh, High Rock Lake, and we just got it out on the water, And so we're going out in the water, we're checking out all the different areas, the little pockets, and I felt a need to cool off. So I said, honey, come here, take the wheel, and I jumped in. I didn't take long to cool off, and I said, okay, I'm ready, and she's getting used to it. So I'm treading water out there, and she comes by, and I go to grab it, and she just blows. I'm like, she's cute, but my goodness, what's going on? I'm treading water. She comes back the other way. I reach out. I grab the hook on the side. I'm being dragged. Boom. She keeps going. And she's got this Joker from the Batman movie look on her face. So I'm thinking like, I'm going down for the count here. I mean, you know, so I said, honey, come on, come on back, come on back. Big old smile. And here's the thing that got to me. I mean, she's pulling donuts out there. I mean, so if she can pull donuts, she can stop the stinking speedster. So she comes by one more time, and she's like, I'm trying. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I'm going down for the count here. So she finally she's coming by. I'm thinking to myself, i just hit me. Put me out of my misery. I mean, it felt like three days. Finally, I scream, and I, I say, just shut the boat off. Oh, <clears throat> shuts the boat off. So I, I get back up on the boat. I go, what were you thinking? And she's laughing like she's laughing now. She didn't pay any t- attention to the tension I had in high rock. I got a thing over my in my kitchen on my wall it says we were together and I I forgot all the rest. Isn't that true? I mean, I hope when you get together, I mean just think about this. We're together today. right? Forget all the rest of the junk. When you're together with your family, you're gonna sit around and talk about how all hell is breaking loose, or are you gonna look around your table and say, God, you're so good for what you gave me, and I celebrate you today. You see, a nugget is anything of great value or significance, and when I'm talking about a nugget today, I'm talking about the nuggets of God's holy word. This is what I love. John Stott, the great English priest and Anglican theologian said, look at this quote, we must allow the word of God to confront us to disturb our security, to undermine our complacency, and to overthrow our patterns of thought and behavior. Isn't that good? Someone else says this. I love Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers. A Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. I got a a Bible up here. It's my pastor's. It's my father-in-law, Bill Ashburn. And when his closing service in Torrington, Connecticut, after serving that community for 55 years, it was on the communion table. Remember those? It was on the communion table, and I simply said to the people, he wore this out for you for 55 years say okay that that, that's cool candidate no it's it's not just cool You see, he led me to the Lord. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior under this pastor who wore out this Bible. I was filled with the Spirit of God at the altar there in that little church after he taught me what it meant to have the full counsel of God come alive in your life. I was called to the ministry, and he put up with me as his son-in-law. All that because he read this book and lived this book. If we're not careful, people, we'll throw this on the bookshelf. I hope someday I can wear, I got a brand new, I saw his Bible all worn out when I first got saved. Remember, Chris? They gave me a new Bible. I'm thinking, I'm doing this in the pews. I'm trying to get this thing worn out as soon as possible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this. This is the Passion Translation. Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you, even in COVID. If you're reading this, God has given us all an assignment. If you're hearing what I'm saying, there's a divine appointment right around the corner for you. Are you willing to avail yourself? We all have assignments. The scriptures are the product of God's creative breath. For his creative people. I've said it forever, but he will use the uniqueness of you, no matter how squirrely you are, to present the uniqueness of him. And even this season, I'm going nuts. I wanna see baseball. Scotty, I wanna show up there and stop eating hot dogs just on Fridays. I wanna be there, I wanna see the ball the teams play i want to see the knights play i want to see the cannonballers play you know i'm loving what the yankees are doing in case anybody cares (laughs) but i miss it but you know what this is a season for some creative people to just inhale the funkiness of the culture and exhale jesus by allowing God to drop into your spirit some nuggets of truth that take place when you quiet yourself long enough to open it up, digest it, and live it by the grace of God. Every word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Are we sensitive? Are we tuned in? I love, you know, are you, are you quiet enough to hear his whisper? And just to to feel his nudge. We know what a nudge looks like. Everybody's elbowing and knuckling and sidekicking and doing whatever we got to do, right? You see, a nudge is to push slightly or gently. To get someone's attention, to prod someone into action. That's what the Holy Spirit does with the nuggets of truth. Of God's Word. Listen, the Holy Spirit will go to a tank that's full and pull out truths that you didn't even, didn't even know you had. I haven't read the King James in a, not a hundred years, but for a long time, but I, I'm amazed how all of a sudden I'll sit down and those verses I memorized, you know, 40 years ago come back. I'm not bright enough to pull them up. I don't even know my kids' names. I don't. The Holy Spirit pulls it out and helps you to apply it to your daily life and gives you the nudges and the whispers that you need for success. Look at what Jesus said in John 14, 16 and 17. He says, I will ask the Father. This is Jesus. This this is red letter. And he will give you another helper, a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener a standby, to be with you, how and when? Forever. It's the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take it to heart, because it does not see him or know him, but you. Are you a but you today? (laughs) Listen, take that and run. But are, are you a but you? Listen, you know him, because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually. And will be with you you see the Holy Spirit teaches us and gives us understanding of the Holy Scriptures enabling us to act in simple obedience to his instructions you see the question is are we positions and are we poised to hear him we need to identify own and deal with the distractions how many different squirrels do you have right most of us need medication but we have to hone in on it and listen if there's ever a time to still yourself it's now you you can't even watch a good tv show right i mean nobody nothing new you know i mean i got netflix i'm watching all that junk watching you know you know how whales get along and communicate with each other i mean i i feel like i'm going crazy i mean you know I'm so amazed how that if I'll just take the time to take a chill pill this great God in his creativity in his great knowledge can even penetrate this testadula And show me things that I'm telling you. I'm not bright enough to see, and if you'll quiet yourself. The Holy Spirit isn't something that's spooky, it's real. Sometimes He's a little spooky, sometimes it's a little funky, sometimes things happen that stretch you. But here's the simple truth Jesus, (laughs) Jesus says, I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. And he also tells us that we're going to do even greater things in his name. So instead of getting all shooken up because of some of the, the, the weirdness. Listen, the, whole, the Holy Spirit didn't bring weird to us. We brought weird to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if God's voice, look at this. If God's voice is the loudest voice in our lives, will we hear his whispers and will we feel his nudges? It has to be the loudest voice. There are so many competing voices. Now at the school, I mean, there's not enough hours in a day to pour into what we need to do. And if I'm not careful... I'll allow those tasks to trump what I need most, and that's this book and his spirit and to know how to walk in it, to understand what it means to live in wisdom and common sense and discernment as we move forward. And all of us risk just being taskmasters to something that's going to go away. God speaks loudest when we're quietest. I love Mark Batterson. He says this the inability to hear his voice causes us to lose our voice and to lose our way. <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away. We're, we're, we're doing all kinds of things with family this 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 season of life. And one of the things that that is so awesome that we're experiencing is little Macy, you know, little Macy. The, the little granddaughter, three open heart surgeries. God just, just doing a miracle with that little girl. She's just it on a stick. Uh, she's staying with us the last few days, and she can outswim me. I mean, she just. I mean, we're in a pool. We're swimming. You know, I mean, she's just going. She could. She could even outlast Kristen's driving uh, if, if, if she had. I mean, this kid this kid, i'm sorry honey i really love you honest and so it's 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 and i would trust her with the wheel now now that we understand it right, right, right. do you ever see somebody walk on water it's kristen in a lake she won't go in a lake for nothing i mean it it's there's no way under the sun and especially especially the other day when they were fixing the dock and they found three water moccasins underneath the dock boy that'll cause you to swim a little faster won't it i mean it's just you know thank goodness for the good old boy from from uh uh china grove that showed up with a with a gun and says hey you got you got a problem down here and everybody said yeah we got a problem he goes oh oh, there we go boom!" (laughs) (laughs) this is fun (laughs) fun Make-A-Wish Foundation, keep this under your hat, but the Make-A-Wish Foundation is building something absolutely gorgeous for little Macy. It's the most beautiful swing set tree house. It's just gorgeous. And we're experiencing it. Listen to me, okay? There's something about a story that we hear, and we're like, oh, that's pretty good. But when you're in the middle of a story, When you sat by the bedside of a little girl that was split wide open, not knowing if she was going to make it, when you hold her in your hand, sit on a thing, and she says to me, she says, Pop, this is my scar, and I say, oh, it's the most beautiful scar I've ever seen. She puts her head on my chest and says, I love it when you tell me that. That little girl ain't ever going to school. I gave her all her degrees. I'm going to talk to you, Paul, see if you can hook me up at Trinity for her. I mean, you know, whatever she, whatever she wants. I don't care. Whatever, she, you know what I mean? Whatever. What, whatever. I'm looking at this organization, and this is what it says. Giving children renewed strength, bringing families closer together and uniting communities. Isn't that our job in the church? Family members, listen, are you bringing your family closer together? Are you uniting communities in the middle of this thing? Church, is that what we're doing? Are we exercising empathy, generosity, kindness, love, and selflessness? If an an organization named Make-A-Wish can do it, shame on us if we don't. So when I'm sitting back and I'm taking this all in, just imagine the wounded warrior that is waiting for you and your family and your small group and your church to step in with empathy, kindness, love, and selflessness it still works it still works so shame on us if we don't do it what's the new norm it's a new standard it's a new model it's a new pattern of living mit said technology review said this the world has changed many times and it's changing again all of us will have to adapt to the new way of living and I'm adding something to this. And impact that new way of living with the message of Jesus Christ. Andy Sandley said, never underestimate the power of a measured response. A measured response is a carefully weighed response. And all of us have opportunity to respond. We can react or we can respond. And if we choose to quiet ourselves, if we choose to spend time in his, in his word, if we choose to rest in his presence and allow his spirit to talk to us, he will show you new and creative ways to impact and affect the new norm. He's done it in the past, and he'll do it again. Hebrews thirteen eight says, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amy Carmichael, a missionary to, the, to India, ran in an orphanage there forever. Ever served India for 55 years without a furlough think of that said this God hold us to what we drew what drew us first when the cross was the attraction and we wanted nothing else Hey, listen I love all the bells and the whistles of what the church is doing and I'm not discrediting and calling it bells and whistles I mean I I love the hymns I love this new stuff I liked it when you wore regular stuff I love it I I kind of like high waters I'm not crazy about them but I'm getting there I mean you know I mean you know when I had holes in my jeans on my knees that's when they became shorts when I was a kid but I mean I there's some things I don't get and I don't understand okay But whether I like it or not, you know what I like most, Mike? (laughs) I like most the cross and Jesus and everything he's done for me and everything he'll do for you. You know, we've walked through some things here at the academy. You know, in 1976, they started First Assembly Christian School. We might have a graduate or two in the house or they may be in the living center I'm not sure but we in 1976 First Assembly Christian School established to declare God's power to the next generation we're gonna give Christian education We're gonna give them insulation to be successful in life. And then a few years later in 2013, to continue the strong bond between church and school, we we changed it to CFA Academy, the cross still in the middle, the cross still in the middle. And now this year, we're kicking it into Concord Academy and the cross is still in the middle. I'm here to tell you, no matter whether it's 1976, 2013, 2020 or 2040 if the Lord should tarry if we keep the cross in the middle if we keep Jesus the center theme we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay think about everything that we've dealt with who would ever dream would you ever dream we'd be sitting with a mask I'm not crazy about mass. My glasses fog up. I can't read your lips. Everybody sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher to me. I've probably given away a million dollars worth of scholarships if I just said, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, this church has been around a long time, Pastor Doug. How long has it been around now? Sixty? some odd years right I'm here to tell you the same Jesus that showed up under a piano at Southeastern will show up in your life right now and we can turn it loose again as we move forward with kingdom work For the cause of Jesus Christ, pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID, and I don't know whatever's after that. What's after that? I don't know. If we don't think something else is going to hop up, wait till the next election year. Did I say that? I love how Paul closed shop here. Listen to me. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream are you dreaming people and exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you and energizes the church and look what it says would you stand with me Look at the closing verse. This is what it says in verse 21. Now we offer up to God, church. Are you ready to offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Jesus Christ? And all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Let's worship Him. Let's commit to Him. And let's keep Christ at center. You're so good. You're so good. Oh, so...